0: On the tee from the United States of America, the back nine bros starting in three, two, one.
1: What's up, everybody? We are here, we are back. It's the back nine bros. The season has ended, but we're still here with you. You know, we've got Coop, we've got Drewby, and we've got me, Paul. No sell, no surprise. And Bobo's back at school, so we may not be seeing him too much, but that's all right. That's all right. We still got. The three of us. <clears throat> so, look, we got a lot to talk about. I know Coop wanted to jump into some, some stuff that he left got left unsaid in the previous episode and some stuff that he wanted to follow up with. So, Coop, I'll let you uh, take the reins here.
0: Well, first, uh, shout-out to Bobo. Best wishes to him. Let's have a great start to the season. Shout-out the Richmond Spiders golf team. Um, second thing, I would like our listeners to – pause pause it right now and go back to the august 9th episode uh our playoff preview to the 25 18 mark and listen to that you'll hear me give a whole spiel about my winner and i say this verbatim victor hovland is going to win this tournament and i think he's going to win the fedex cup and everybody was like whoa whoa that's a bold statement well let's see fast forward about a month later who's the winner Who's the most dominant player towards the end of the season? It's a Mr. Victor Hovland, the Oklahoma State Cowboy himself. What a win. Boys, give me my flowers.
2: Drew, take it. Well, blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. Uh, good good call. Good job. Uh, yeah. I mean, it feels so long ago now that we're almost we're over a week ago when Victor won. I mean, that was just straight-up dominant. I mean, it was incredible to watch. Obviously, he scares me a lot for the Ryder Cup. I know that's what we most want to talk about on this episode. But, no, great, great job, Coop. Uh, as I said, I think more than 50% of the golf world could have seen Victor Hovland going on a tear, but we'll give it to you, man. Good call.
0: I'm just the best picker on this podcast.
2: I mean, so, Coop, like –
1: what where where did you what made you take that? Where did you see it? Where do you where did you see Hovland? When uh, I know it was a couple months ago, but what uh, what
0: was the reason for it? I think he was finally show. I think he was finally showing his true colors as a as a top tour pro this year. He almost he almost he almost finished it off at the PGA. He just Brooks played so much better him that week. He's had a couple wins this year. I think he he won Memorial earlier this year, too. Yeah. He did. And he yeah. won in a very in very great fashion. He's always been there. And he's seen, he's a consistent, he's been a consistent ball striker. He hits the ball a mile as as well. And I think he's I think he's just got a good poise with him. And now these bit and now that he's pulled off this, I think he could be um, I think he could win a major next year. And I think he could be a multiple time, multiple time major winner.
1: I like, it. look, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, he's turned into a superstar in front of our eyes. I mean, look, you know, if you were to ask me a couple of years ago, is this guy going to turn out to be a multi major winner? I would say, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got all the assets, but what killed him was around the greens. He was pretty poor at chipping, but you know, apparently he's worked a lot with his short game and it's paid off. We see it. I mean, three wins, three months or so, I believe. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty good playing and three top tier events um, to say the least. So, I mean,
0: look, the guy's proven he's an animal out there and he's uh number three in the world. Yeah. And drew, and drew, we talked about um, Lucas Glover is two, in his two straight weeks. And I think you actually mentioned um, after his incredible, incredible finish at the BMW, every, everything he looked at on the green was going in and That momentum can carry over for week after week after week. It's a shame. It's a shame they see the seasons ended, but maybe that could carry over to the Ryder Cup, too. Uh, Do you agree?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think if Lucas Glover did this more in the middle of the season, he had more weeks to keep racking up top 10s, top fives, and maybe even another win or so, he might have had a stronger chance of being picked for the Ryder Cup. But no, yeah, Victor Hovland just everything. He, I remember there's plenty of videos of him when he'd like chunk chips like three feet. And now he's in, has an incredible short game, makes a lot of putts. Definitely scares me more than Rory and Rom. Like in my opinion, the hottest player on the Ryder Cup team, obviously. And I definitely don't want to be playing Victor Hovland if I'm anyone on the U.S. team because he's gonna kick their ass. But um, no, let's let's talk some Ryder Cup. I know the European picks were today. I know we had a big surprise for the Adrian moran not being picked. We had Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood, Nikolai Hoigard. Am I missing anyone? Is there one more? Ludvig, right? Ludwig, sorry. Obviously Ludwig, Ludwig Sepp Scirocca. Sepp L- Fleetwood. Sepp Ludvig Ludwig obviously deserved it. Um, Wait, Drew, but we should start
1: with the U.S. because U.S. picked first.
2: Yeah, but Europe was most recent. We'll go to the U.S. second. Okay. We're, we're, a, we're a worldwide podcast. Let's shout out Europeans real quick. All but right. um, Ludwig obviously deserved it the way he's been playing I mean it is absolutely incredible the 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 guy's never played in a in a major and he's playing on the Ryder Cup team and just less than a year ago I was watching him on golf stat and uh, now he's playing on a Ryder Cup team but he deserves it Hoygaard's been playing well all year he deserves it I know Matt and I discussed this earlier Coop I'm wondering what you're thinking we thought it would have taken one of Justin Rose and Shane Lowry. I personally would have taken Shane Lowry because of how poorly Rose has been playing. I don't understand you don't take Adrian Moronk with how good he's been playing, plus he won on that golf course this year. That's the only pick that really confuses me. That doesn't really make any sense. Obviously, the argument could be made that Justin Rose and Shane Lowry have more experience than than obviously Adrian Moronk's never played, Hoygaard's never played. So if you take Moranc, you've got those three guys who have never played in the Ryder Cup in their life. But... I don't know. I would have taken Morant over Rose, in my opinion.
1: Um, I mean, look, I I was thinking that I, I agree. I mean, I I think would have thought Morant would be on the team. My one thing is, look, I think my the only thing they were looking at was that, yes, the experience, and two, Rose and Lowry. I mean, just statistically and ranking wise, they clearly have been. More consistent this season, just because of their world ranking. I get, I guess, it adds up. But um, I, I, I didn't think so until I looked at the world ranking. That uh, Morank is fifty one, and Lowry and um, Rose are inside the top thirty of seven or something like that. So, I mean, look, the the numbers add up clearly, and I guess that's where they were going with it. But yeah, I mean, he won a, the tournament at Marco Simone, so it was a little confusing, but. You know, look, they they're a strong team. They've got a lot of depth and, you know, I, I think they're going to be tough to beat.
0: Yeah, they're I I can't I don't remember if Straka was on the team in 19. Uh correct me if I'm wrong. No. Uh it, it, he wasn't, okay. What what was puzzling to me, yes, the Rose pick was puzzling, but it's that he has that experience and I think and I think a lot of these guys, like the old the much much older experience um that could help that could help in could help in a Ryder Cup setting. The one thing that that really puzzled me, though, um, like why didn't he pick a guy like Guido Miglosi or a couple of the other Italian guys on the Euro Tour? It's it, it's in Italy. Have have the country have the countrymen there. It seems like it seems like if it's on European soil, they should always have somebody from that specific country there. And maybe you know, it look, Luke Luke Donald is you know he's an Englishman. There's a little bit of politicking there. Pick, picking the Englishman over uh, some some others. So, um, you guys obviously know more than me. You guys watch the Euro Tour a lot more, um, and uh, and I I agree. I think Morocco in the short time I in this small amount that I watched him, he's been very good. And yeah, I think he was a he was a tough snub.
2: Another guy that was on the rankings for a while that fell off because he hasn't had a good end to into his season is Victor Perez. That's yeah. another guy. That it- Another guy I would have considered, which is interesting, that he didn't even get a look. It's almost like people just stopped talking about him, and it was either between Maronk and uh, Rose Lowry and Yannick Paul. Yeah, Yannick Paul. That, was, was, Paul. Another, that another was another guy. one.
0: He had didn't he have like and sorry sorry Drew uh, didn't he have multiple top tens in a row? Yeah. It just was- it just comes to a point where
1: you know like there's only so many players you could have on the team, and th- and that should show you. It just shows how deep their euro team goes i mean it, it's it's crazy you know
2: Yeah. also i know we discussed this earlier too but another guy that i think kind of i mean obviously he's a really good player and he we haven't seen much of him because he mainly plays on the euro tour robert mcintyre or bob mcintyre yeah. qualified no points and he's a guy that would have been a fringe captain's pick for me i think it's kind of strange that he qualified on points especially i saw this data golf twitter where they do official world golf rankings, but they also do data golf rankings. He's outside of the top 150, according to their statistics. Yet he was picked as a as a points player, which is kind of interesting to me. Obviously, he's had a great season. I know that just a couple weeks ago. I don't know if he won or he was up there or something. But he's another guy that kind of stood out to me. But yeah, I mean, hey, credit, credit to them. Matt, it's, what you said stands out. Just in golf in general, too. The U.S. team as well. It's not just It's not just the European team. It's just golf in general. We've seen... Years ago, we would never see this. It was like 10 guys, they're set. We know these guys are good. Everyone else is not even close. There's so many guys that are good now that there are so many fringe picks when you're like, hey, that guy deserved to be on the team. That guy could have been on the team. We could say the same of the U.S. with Keegan, Lucas Glover, guys like that. I mean, they deserve to be on the team too. So, hey, tough decisions have to be made. And who are we to judge? But I agree with Donald and going with the guys with experience, just like I agree with the JT pick on the U.S. side because of his record, no matter how he's playing currently. Hell, if if the Liv players on the European side could have been picked, I would have taken Poulter. I mean, shit, he's Ian Poulter. He's the best Ryder Cup player of all time. So I yeah. think you lean, you lean to experience over, over how form is. So obviously, I understand that's why Glover wasn't picked on the U.S. side, and that's why I can understand the Lowry and Rose pick over Barack and Perez.
1: I, I think, yeah, so let's say Liv was allowed to play on the Euro side. I think Poulter definitely would have been a vice captain. I do just for that locker room passion, um, you know, because we were, ta- we were talking about this earlier, Drew, that, you know, the captains, Luke and his vice captains, Colsarts, Mol- the Molinaris and Jose Maria Althabo, they're not very enthusiastic guys. You know, they're just kind of, you know, quiet minding their own business, but look, I mean, somebody in that room is going to have to do it. And I think it's going to have to be, you know, one of those, which is why they picked Shane Lowry. So Lowry or maybe maybe Rory, like we we spoke about earlier.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about the U.S. side, too. I don't know your thoughts. Obviously, we, we talked a little bit about Europe, the thoughts on the JT pick. Yeah. My argument for the JT pick is, like I mentioned, is the fact that, heck, he's not playing well this year. But, I mean, he's a Ryder Cup guy. I mean... I almost made the same argument for Patrick Reed, but too bad he's on live. But you I, I was on the Lucas Glover train because to be honest, I picked him the week before. I was in the same scenario as Coop. I picked him, he didn't win that week, but he won the next week. I picked him to win Fort uh, when Ricky won. And um Yeah, he has the hot hand, but like when you think about it, you've got a ten footer to send the match to 18 in singles. Do I want JT putting that or do I want Lucas Glover? Like I want I want JT hitting that putt. So it's – I don't know how you guys feel about the JT pick, but I know people are going crazy over on Twitter, oh, he's not playing well. But that's the reason that the U.S. lost the Ryder Cup so many years. You pick the people that are good in match play and are good in the Ryder Cup. You don't pick the people based off of form. So that's my take on that. I don't know what you guys feel about JT. Yeah.
0: I, I go back and forth on it. And now my question is with Thomas on the team, on the team now, does this full month away from – championship golf is that is there a rust factor or is he just is he just so close with spieth and ricky that they're you know they're 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 so well gelled together that it's not going to really matter in the end um it and match play is just so different than stroke play and there and there's that and there's that there's that dog factor in it too and you know justin has that experience um and I, 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 it's hard. It's hard for me to decide if it's it's a good or bad decision.
1: I, I, I think the biggest factor was that, you know, JT would be able to play with Jordan, and they would they would just mesh. You know, I mean, clearly their record shows it. They, you know, they love playing with each other. They're best friends. You know, I, Jordan was JT's best man. And I think vice versa as well. So, um, you know, they love each other. They're best friends they play all their golf together. And, you know, I think Zach wanted some, you know, a lot of team bonding in that room. So, I mean, clearly, you know, I would have, I would have taken Keegan Bradley personally. I think he was well-deserving to be on that team. You know, I, I, if you list, if you read his um, tweet that he came out with after his phone call with Zach or after the, the picks were announced, I mean, he was really gutted, really gutted. I mean, he set that as a goal at the beginning of the season. And, I mean, I, I don't know what more he could have done. I mean, he had a win or two under his belt this year. He played phenomenal in the playoffs. I mean, he, yeah, I don't know what more he could have done to to, to be on that team.
2: I would have taken Keegan over Sam Burns, but I think the only reason Sam Burns was picked because of that match play win.
1: Yeah, as and well as putting. His... I, yeah, I felt like you had to take Sam Burns. I felt like, you know, he's a phenomenal putter, won the match play, and you know, it, it, he's had a pretty good season as a whole. Uh, so
2: also as well as his relationship with Scotty Scheffler. They're very yeah. good friends and they always play together. I mean, this is an absurd argument just because obviously he played very well in the playoffs, but like he was never not going to get picked, but I even think like Keegan and Morikawa in my eyes, obviously Colin was always going to get picked. Keegan and Morikawa like are equal. That could have gone either way. In my eyes. I, 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 I
1: would have taken Keegan over JT or Morikawa or Speith. One of those I, guys. I think
2: that Keegan and Morikawa played the, the same all year. If not, Keegan played better. I think it just comes down to Colin Morikawa's a bigger name. What
1: what I think killed them yes. was that Wyndham
0: Clark was, you know, automatically qualified. I don't know if he would have gotten picked. I don't yeah, know if he would have gotten. Picked. I I I agree with that too. I, just looking at these guys too, these guys too. I don't know who who they'll pair who they'll pair for the first couple of days. Like who, who's Harmon going to go with? He seems like he's yeah, he's just good on his own. Can't play uh, seems like he's just he just is just out there doesn't talk to anyone. Harmon is going to be great for this U.S. team, I
2: think. Harmon's going to play with Patrick Cantley, I think. Not I think Xander?
0: I think you should be pa- I think you should be paired with Scotty because Harmon can actually make the punts that Scotty will miss.
2: That's true too. I yeah. think Brian Harmon is the sleeper of this Ryder Cup team. I agree. I agree. Like, I, agree. Like, I think I think, I think Harman, Burns,
1: and um uh Nikolai Hoygaard are gonna be the sleepers.
2: I picture I picture Brian Harmon just walking in putts, not even fist bumping, but Just it's just like casual, like walking a 10-footer to win a match. Like, I mean Brian Harmon's gonna make everything he looks at. Yeah,
1: I mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna, gonna be a great battle. I'm, I'm really looking
2: forward to it. I'm it's so very, in. it's very equal. Yeah. I'm
0: so interested in what these, what the four ball matchups are going to be. I, yeah. Like you'll have, you'll have the expected ones, the J, the the JTs and the Spies, but even on the European side, like Robert McIntyre, is going to be paired with Lowry. Like, are you going to put, you can put Aberg and Hoygaard together because they're the Scandinavian guys who's Straka right. go with it's, it's going to be very interesting. There's a lot of tough decisions to be made. hoblin, Hovland with, um, Hovland with Aberg, maybe. Like, how well, how well do the European guys know each, know each other? Like, we know so much about the American guys. How does this, how's this going to do? Like, how are the, how are these new guys going to do? It's really, really interesting.
2: Yeah, I'm also kind of glad that the whole live, like European not being able to be picked thing didn't really come into play. Because when you think about it, other than like Ian Poulter, who you gonna take on Live? That like they didn't take.
1: Yeah, Sergio. Yeah. Like
2: Paul, like we're not taking Paul Casey. You're not taking Sergio. You're not taking obviously Stenson. Westwood, I mean, so, McDowell. Yeah, I'm happy all the, of that all the
0: good international, all the good international guys on Live are, they be going to they be playing in a Presidents club. And let's say
1: Live, I I still don't think Poulter would have gotten a, a a pick on the team. I think he would have been a vice captain. I I really do. He hasn't. Really played any good golf in in four years, so I I mean I but you know he he provides that enthusiasm for the team in the team room, so you know he could have been a good guy to have. And Paul Casey actually came out and spoke about that, saying you know having not having guys like Westwood and Poulter in the in the team room could really hurt Europe, but you know, then again, you've got some experience in that room and Rory and Lowry and, um and Rose. So, you know, I think, I think there's a good mix.
0: So, so how many rookies are in this Ryder cup compared to previous years? Burns is not, or is he, is he? No, oh, he is. I think Sam Burns is a rookie. Okay. Home yeah. Homa's another, that's two. Yeah. Hoygaard, Ludwig, um, that, McIntyre,
1: Clark. Straka, Clark, Clark, Brian Harmon.
0: That's eight. Ricky's not no, I think eight. I believe eight total. Yeah, but more on the European side. Or four? Um, no, four and four. No, yeah, I think it's four four. Okay, all right. So, so you think? So you said you think Hoygaard stands out. is that?
1: You know, I, he's just kind of Mr. Consistent out there. I mean, he's had success in this golf course in the past. So I I, I mean, I, I think he's had a great season all around. And I, I think he's gonna be a guy to watch. I think him, I think Sam Burns, because of his putting, I I think he's just a match play machine. And, you know, and a, a lot of like if you see Sam Burns when he when he won back to back Volspars, he putted unbelievable. I mean, it was it was it was incredible. And that putt he made to win in the playoff. I mean, he's he's one of the. I mean, I think he was a couple of years ago ranked in the top three in putting, and he's just he's just one of those guys who I think is going to fare well out there um, in match play format.
0: And Drew, I know you. I know you've always liked Ludwig Aberg. Do you think he's going to stand out well too?
2: I don't know. It's too, it's too tough for me to tell. I yeah. I think he'll be fine. I don't think he'll be anything special. I just think he'll be fine. No. Uh I, I think my my U.S. side guys that stand out are Brian Harmon and uh, I, I want to say Ricky, but I could go either way. Also, we can't forget, like, Brooks Capco. Brooks Capco, I feel like he's yeah. going to play really well. So I just hope that it doesn't come down to, because I think this is going to be a really close Ryder Cup just because of how evenly these teams are matched and just because of how well we've got hot guys on each team. I just hope it doesn't come down to, like, Scotty Scheppler having to make a putt to, like, win the Ryder Cup. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: I I can't imagine him having to go out like in the bottom.
2: (laughs) Just throw him out there first, please.
1: (laughs) Seriously. Um, but like, if you were to ask me about a month ago who I thought was winning, I was gonna. I thought the U.S. was gonna blow Europe out of the water, but now I'm I'm kind of going the other way. I I I I kind of see U.S. as the underdogs right now. You know, I'm looking at this European squad and I'm just looking at all the i mean really 10 of the 12 guys are in peak form on on europe as opposed to i feel like on the other side it's like half the guys are in peak form
0: you're right on that i I see him more even i just see more wild cards on the american side like Wyndham clark yeah he he was a killer when he won the us open but it seems like he could win you know on sunday i could see him winning six and five but i could also see him losing yeah losing on the 10th hole exactly He's going to be interested. And then obviously the Justin Thomas factor is going to be very, very That's, weird. And yeah. look again, I don't, I don't know much on the European. I don't watch much European tour. So like hoygaard guard, um, Hoygard and, and Bobby McIntyre, um, uh, I'm I'll put them in as my wild cards, but yeah, if they're that can, if they've been that consistent, I know McIntyre, I watched him at the Scottish open. He was incredible. Uh, it, it seems like they're, it seems like these guys just looking at them, it seems like they have more experience. And, and,
1: and in terms of experience, I mean, you know, you look at the captains, I mean, Luke has played in four Ryder cups, been on four winning sides, and then has been a couple vice captains and won one of the two. So, I mean, five winning, five of six winning teams, you know, that's a lot of solid experience right there. And Zach Johnson has not, fared well too well in Ryder cups and has been on many losing teams and only one, I think winning, playing winning team. So it's, it's going to be interesting in terms on that note, but, and, but the vice captains as well, Stricker and um, Davis love. And, but, you know, Europe's vice captains in the Molinari's. they don't ha- Francesco has some experience, but Eduardo, I think has only played in one or two Sarts has played in one. So it's, you know, I think, I do think experience will play a factor for sure. I
2: don't think captains have that big of an impact. I could be wrong. Well, no,
1: I'm just in terms of, you know, in inside the, the player locker room and just knowing what it takes to win.
2: I'm sure like from a U.S. perspective, there's going to be a player that takes over that takes control of the room, like speed yeah. or J and I'm sure Rory is taking over the European room. So I'm sure like, I don't want to say they're like babysitters, but like they're just there to make the pairings. Like I don't think it's that deep. But um another thing, like I I genuinely believe that JT is not gonna lose a single match. I think he's gonna shut everyone up and win every single match he plays in just because there's so much hate towards him and just because of how good he is in the Ryder Cup. So I'm hoping that happens, but I think that's what's gonna happen with JT. I um... that's my hot take so I can come back and pull a coupe. And say I told you so and look at the point to this minute mark. 22 13 minute mark of of episode on September 4th. (laughs)
1: Um, I mean, look, do I think it's gonna happen? No, but would it surprise me? No, I mean it's Justin Thompson, one of the greatest golfers in the world. So um, but you know, I, I I foresee him probably splitting his matches. Um, you know, I don't think I don't see him doing anything special. I don't see him, you know, tanking. So um, I just but, you know, I, I think it's going to be a pretty good Rider Cup to watch. You know, we really we've seen a lot of lopsided ones the past few years. So it's going to be really the last good one, I think, was Medina. That was close. And, um, you know, I think it's I think this is going to
0: be a fun one for for the fans. I agree. I, I, like we like we talked about earlier. These teams seem very, very even. And last time, last time around at Whistling Straits, it it was pretty much a U.S. blowout. Yeah. Uh, and it, and I'm sure, and I know, I know the Europeans are going to be very hungry about that. But this thing on on our side, we haven't won on European soil in was it '93? Yep. '93, which is crazy to think it just shows how dominant the Europeans have been all, over these years. There's going to be, there's going to be some fireworks. And I, and I hope for the casual watchers um, who would only watch the majors that, that watching a tournament, like watching a, an event like this, that will get them into golf a lot more.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, these are the moments that definitely grow the game. I would say, you know, you see a lot of more, a lot more fire in the players and in the fans, so it's, it's you know, I think this is
0: definitely an inspiration to golf um, for a lot of people. Exactly, and I'm just looking at, like, what's going on around around the Roger Cup schedule that week. I'm looking at the college football schedule. The biggest games that day, well, I mean, Colorado had an incredible performance uh, back on Saturday. USC comes to town, so there's going to be a million points scored. But really, other than that, there's not a big – there's really not that many good matchups. So turn your eye turn your eyes onto the onto the Ryder Cup for sure. And I think it'll be fun, especially Sunday singles. That's one of the most especially if it's close, that's one of the most electric, um, electric uh TV watches for sure.
1: Hell yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more.
0: Couldn't agree more. Hey, um quick question. Do you just predict what what do you think the Sunday singles matchups will be?
1: I don't know, dude. I mean, that's... That's so tough. I mean, going out first, I want to say... Or what do you want to see on a Sunday singles? I mean, I want to see a pretty close match. I'd like to see it, you know, not like a meaningless day, you know, whereas last last time around, it was just like, I mean, it's really just impossible for um, a comeback here um and it it seemed like that the last five rider cups or so but um yeah i'd like it i'd like it the final singles to mean something and and it'd be cool to see if like the last couple matches it it came down to that that'd Mm. be cool to watch as well i mean you know even medina it was kind of it kind of ended in the middle matches um but you know it'd be cool here now europe has to try and get to 14 and a half so you never know
0: True, true, true. I just the uh PJ versus Liv thing. I just want to see a Rory Kepka um Sunday singles. That'll be very possible. possible. Very possible. Very, very possible. And Uh, Kepka and Kepka will win six and five. That's my prediction. (laughs) That's my bull take. Maybe. I mean,
1: I don't know if Rory I don't know if Rory would allow that though. (laughs) I don't know if he I mean those that's those are the moments he lives for whereas
0: Brooks doesn't live for that moment. I mean, Brooks is just a stone cold kill, stone cold kill. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's the know. thing. By the by the way, um so obviously we still we're still pretty much a month out. Um the the wraparound events are gonna start next week. Um yeah. oh, the guys that like I feel like the guys that are on the teams they're gonna have to really pick and choose whether whether they want to play in these events or not. Like our, um, like the home is allure. I know the Fortinet is the week before. Like he's got to defend. He's got to defend there. He's got to put his, he's got to put his mind on that. Um, and there's a lot yeah. of money stake there for him. So it, it's interesting how the mindsets are going to really change. Yeah, uh, they so need like- to
1: get reps. I mean, they can't just go in there cold. They're they're going to need some some you know tournament reps. Like, are they gonna
0: um, are they gonna play? You think? Like, what are the what's the Euro Tour schedule? For the next couple weeks
1: um there's the irish open the bmw pga and oh, so you're
0: probably gonna play in those
1: yeah yeah they'll play those are big events they'll play in that um so
0: yeah interesting yeah, it's gonna it, it'll be an interesting few I, I, i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna watch a lot more euro tour events um not okay. only these next couple weeks just to see how these guys prep uh the but obviously in the those guys set it up real well. Yeah. What's up, Drew?
2: If Donald wins, he should say screw you to Nikolai Hoygaard and play himself instead. If he wins the Irish Open or whatever the hell else there is coming up, he should he should he should if, take a.
1: If he wins play. the Irish Open and the BMW PGA, I mean, he might take he might tell Lowry or Rose to sit aside.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do it. Screw him.
1: But I mean, <laughs> no, I. I I definitely don't foresee. Even if he did do that, I, I don't foresee him p- um, picking himself. He's just, you know, I don't even think he's. I don't think that deal. You're allowed. Like, what if someone gets injured like the week before?
0: He's
2: got so, be like,
1: Are you allowed to take someone else? Beats me. <laughs> well, we we shall see. I mean, I I feel like that's had to happen before. Like somebody just like you know back injury or something. Here's someone we're forgetting. Do we think Will Zalatoris would have been on this team? Oh, you couldn't
0: tell this year. He got hurt so early on. It, I know, but I mean, based on based on his last couple of years, you're I, I I think he would have I, been. I,
2: I'm just laughing at the fact of having to watch Will Zalatoris over a three foot putt to have <laughs> to win the <laughs> Ryder Cup.
1: <laughs> it would be uh
2: so shaky it
1: would oh <laughs> it missed the
2: hole by two holes hey would yip it in <laughs>
1: be, that'd be a disaster but um no i mean that's i mean that's pretty much it for me for us guys i mean look we, we had good we talk about the picks today and yeah i mean we got the wraparound season coming up you know who's coming back Drewby daniel berger db straight vibing making his debut at sanderson farms Name from the past coming back from the injury next
0: weekend. Sorry, next weekend, right? Uh, I think two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Believe, but yeah, he's
1: coming back, so that that'll be cool. I mean, he's another he's another guy that one day could be on a Ryder Cup team. You know, great player. I I thought he. I think he's um, worthy of winning a major championship for sure. Um, but look, that's going to do it for us. We will see you next week and we will talk some Irish Open and Safeway or Fortinet.
0: And we got so. some great interviews coming up as well. Stay tuned.
1: Yes, yeah, stay tuned for that. See you all later.